Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ramming Runoff Sports Podcast. I hope I didn't scare you. We are in October, and Danny, do you know what that means? Spooky season. Yeah, we got some spooky time, everybody. And yeah, welcome back to our sports podcast. And yeah, you heard his voice as Danny Tan. Danny Tan is back on the mic this week for the sports podcast. Danny, tell the people what's going on. The MC returns. What's going on? I have finished officially today that long project that pulled me away from the podcast. So we should be back to the regularly regularly scheduled conversational episodes back and forth. But who knows? Maybe for some reason Robert will miss one and I'll have to do a solo and then vice versa. We'll see. Well, yes. I mean, we're partially back to our regularly scheduled program. I know we're a day late on this episode. But hey, screw it. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Right, Danny? Yes, sir. I mean, I thought last week's episode was okay, considering I kind of used a different audio system and I had to like take breaks in between and edit out whatever I didn't like. I mean, it wasn't much, but I had to like catch my own breath. I'm like, oh man, I can't. <sighs> like, I was <laughs> like that for a couple of seconds. Obviously, that's not in the show because you don't need to be hearing me gasping for air. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was okay. Should have left it in. No, it would be an unnecessary hour. Luckily, I was able to crack 58 minutes by myself oh, with nice. the music included. But uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully um, everyone enjoyed that episode by myself. Uh, it's not the first time I do something like that. It's the first time I do it that long. But I think it was all right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, most people said it was okay. <laughs> But I'm glad you're back, Danny. It was I was very lonely. And like I said, I was gasping for air for moments at a time because I was like, damn. There's like at least a good 10 minutes of show that would have been covered by Danny. But it's okay. You're here now. That's what's, that's, that's I, only, what's I only take 10 minutes of every show. No, but what we were talking about. Well, I mean, I'm just guesstimating because I well, we only we only made it. Well, I only made it 58 minutes with music included. So that's at least... 50 minutes or 55 minutes of me just talking so there's a good 20 30 minutes of you in there somewhere that didn't get picked up because you were not on the show last week normally i'd be in that that pocket of 20 30 minutes you're saying well i'm just guesstimating bro because our shows are usually over a little over an hour so yes somewhere in there i mean I, i did slow it down i did stall a bit i admit but i think it was okay but uh yeah i think um i know we we started rambling about rambling but i think we got a good show for everybody say what do you think danny we got some u.s men's national team some wilder v fury review some basketball yes. nba preseason here's i don't yes. want to talk about that but we got some <laughs> WNBA finals going on got a little bit of the nhl in the warm-up and we got to run down to finish this off but uh danny um besides work um have you been so he'd uh tell the people what else you've been doing besides work uh tell us what you do been... not during work how about that well, for the past week, I've been doing nothing but work, except sleeping and eating. Uh, but before that, I was golfing. I found a new golf course. Um, it's a nice uh, par 9 or 18. You can choose to do either. That's nice. Um, it's got a nice driving range. I went to another golf course um, that also had a nice driving range. And uh, I got some new golf grips. So I'm going to be installing those this weekend. And that's it. What about you, nice, Robert? nice, nice. I'm glad to hear you. You found us a new golf course to go to that I'll suck at. 
Yes. But I, yeah, definitely. Actually, I think you'll be you you'll do pretty good. It's it's really short. Like there's only one hole that's over 120 yards. So um, I think it's good practice. I think you'll like it. Go. Excellent, excellent. And uh, for me, uh, I have my another omission, but a different omission. So I recently went to a soccer game. Very recently. And uh, it was El Trafico, LA Galaxy versus um, LAFC. I know we didn't really uh, talk. I didn't talk about it during any of our programming. But uh, rivalry. yeah, it was a good rivalry. I mean, I got there a little bit late because it was a last minute thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, it got a little too rowdy, which I was like, yo, y'all need to chill. But uh, if you guys follow LA Galaxy or LAFC or MLS in general, the score ended 1-1. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was really cool. Me and my girlfriend went. We got to enjoy a, an L.A. Derby, an L.A. Classico, El Trafico, as it's known. But yeah, it was Did, pretty uh, cool. What? From my, I was uh, talking to my coworker, and he said the first LAFC game he went to, he sat in the fan section. And they scored a, they happened to score a goal in the five minutes that he was in there. And it's I guess it's customary for... LAFC fans to throw everything that's in their hands into the air when they score a goal. And he got soaked with beer, ketchup, hot dog grease, and part of a pizza. So he's like, I'm never going to go to an FC game again. I mean, he's probably never going to be able to go to any supporter section after that because that's what usually happens, sir. Damn, in every damn, I thought it was a LAFC okay. Not thing. not every yeah. game, but a majority. If you go down to Mexican League Liga MX, like that's what you're gonna see. If you go to a National League game here, probably the same thing in the U.S. Uh, I mean, if you don't want to get soaked this beer, go to like a Division Two game and go to like it's San Diego Loyal or something. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy to me because. That beer that you're throwing up in the air is like at least $13. And if you throw in a beer and a pizza, you're throwing away like almost 50 bucks. These people are already drunk, Danny. That beer is just consolation. It's true. It's, it's, these things are true. But cool, cool that one of your friends likes soccer. You know, he likes the wrong team, in my opinion. But uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, are you ready to... Do we get any of our little quips and quirks out of the way or are we missing anything before we start the, the real sports rambling i think that's it all right for sure and uh yeah as i mentioned earlier in the beginning um we're gonna be talking to some u.s men's national team world cup qualifying i uh went over it by myself last week the they had their first game which was against jamaica they had that two nil victory which why like i mentioned it was highlighted in the past episode but it turns out the next run of games we're a train wreck. Dang, did you, were you able to catch any of that, any of that soccer, or do you need me to give you the play-by-play? I mean, the play-by-play because I haven't done, seen, watched, heard anything in the past week. So, what happened was they won that first game in Austin, and then they just laid the biggest egg they've laid in the past three, four years. They went down to Panama. It was a Sunday game. And, dude, they play like crap. It was pretty bad. This is probably the worst team I've seen coached by Greg Berhalter this whole entire time he's been in charge of the U.S. men's national team. They were defeated 1-0, 1-0. Oh, no. 
off of a Panamanian corner kick, which was kind of like Olympico slash Ongo slash Sapo slash Lucky Goal. And oh. yeah, it just, it did not, the team did just not gel that day. They looked. Oh, so you're, you're saying they made a Panama Canal right to the back of the net. Oh, shut the hell up. <laughs> I hate, but yeah, basically that, that goal kind of just trickled in and that was it. Uh, the, the U.S. overall just showed no creativity. They looked tired. They looked sluggish. They looked like they didn't know what they were doing. They rotated like about six or seven players. And, you know, the, the, the mentality when you do that is that you're giving your guys rest. But what it turns out, it looks like as if Greg Berhalter, head coach and manager of the team, was overthinking it. Because you guys played good against a, a more, I would say, a better Jamaica team than a Panamanian team. No offense to them. But, like, it's like, where did all this cockiness come from? Where did all this mental mind games with yourself come from? I don't understand. Like, it's kind of like shooting themselves in their own foot, you know? And Do you think it might have been because of the travel? No. Hell no. No? No. It can't be. They, they can't be complaining about little things like that. Because that's what happened the last time when they lost to Trinidad and Tobago. When they had a win or tie and they lost. Because A, they're like, oh, well, it's the field is flooded. Oh, well, th- this field, this stadium is not even a real stadium. Like, it looked like a high school stadium, Danny. Like, there was no one at the game. It was raining. Like, Trinidad and Tobago was basically playing their C team, which, because they had nothing to play for, they were mathematically eliminated from hmm. World Cup qualifying. Because the last game yeah. of the season, of the, of the tur- not tournament, but the qualifying cycle. And they laid an egg there. They look pathetic, and you get you get like wisps and like flashbacks of that game. That's how bad they look, and they yeah. haven't looked that bad in so long, and they haven't lost in so long. That's why it was so shocking that they lost to Panama. I mean, not that Panama is like they're not small potatoes, but I know it's not it's not easy to win Concacaf either. But then again, this is probably the best team, the best coach that the U.S. has put out in the past five, ten years, probably. So I don't know what in the hell happened there. And you want to know what else is bothering me, Danny? Tell me, son. This game was on Sunday. It was on at three. I couldn't find the damn game for like a good 20, 30 minutes. I was like, dude. Was it, was it hiding from you? Was that, was it on channel three or? No, it wasn't. You forget to switch from your VHS? <laughs> <laughs> no, luckily I was able to find it on the internet through a stream. But it was so stupid because like the game... It was scheduled to be on Paramount Plus and Universal NBC Universal, which is the Spanish broadcasting for NBC for sports. And dude, I could not find I, I found that channel, but apparently I don't get that channel. And I don't have Paramount Plus. But now I was like, oh, I heard rumblings that it was on Amazon Prime, but you can go on Amazon Prime, but then you have to have Paramount Plus still. I'm like, dude, this is ridiculous. And it turns out uh the US Soccer Federation does not have a say on where the games are broadcasted on away games. So I'm like, bro. That's some bullshit. But I was able to find it. It just, this is very irritating that our own country came and air our own games. Like, dude, that's stupid. But I mean, it doesn't matter. It, it was, a, I want to say, I want to be angry that they lost in the way that they did. Even though it was their first loss in a couple of games, 
and it's still early in qualifying. But just like the team, it looked like they had no heart, no bite. I'm like, dude, you got I mean they had three of their their front guys or midfielders. Zardes legit, and I think Musa. No shots on goal. Like, dude. No shots on Come goal. On. No shots on goal, dude. That's how bad it was. Look, I know if you were watching, a good thing I didn't tell you, the, well, for one, I know you, you probably wouldn't be able to have, find that game because if I couldn't find it, you weren't going to find it. There's no way. And another thing, too, you would have been like, dude, this game is boring. <laughs> you would have changed the channel after 20 minutes because that's how yeah. much of a joke it was. It's Especially if it's a 1-0 game, I would have changed it probably in like 15. I mean, the, the goal came, I'm not even going to go over it in the detail. It was just not an um, interesting game to even cover mostly because because yeah we're I, I would admit we're pro USA soccer on this podcast so USA. good job on Panama I know they're right now in the top four at least currently not after the game currently in the standings of CONCACAF World Cup qualifying but uh I mean yeah it was a train wreck from that second game that they came out good beat Jamaica laid an egg against Panama but hey what could go wrong in the third game, right, Danny? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I know you're looking at my notes already. <laughs> well, and I just by the tone of your voice. I it can, can get tell. worse. And it did get worse, everybody, because the US came back to came back to the States to play in Columbus, Ohio at lower.com field, home of the Columbus crew. And once again, they the things just got more and more worse because. After 60 seconds, their opponent, Costa Rica, found the back of the net, quieting the crowd out there in Columbus, Ohio. Bro, you know like how in soccer, they sometimes have like a big TIFO or like a poster or like a, a banner. Yeah. So it was one yes, of those sir. like hanging banners from the roof. They were barely pulling it down. Um, I know like at least 45% of the people standing behind the banner did not even see the goal. <laughs> That's how fast <laughs> that goal was scored. Wow. It was a big banner. It was a big TIFO. And yeah. yeah. After was it the seconds, play right off of the kickoff? Yeah, 60 seconds into the game. Wow. No change like, of possession. No. Oh, my God. It was like terrible. Bro. I mean, luckily, I was able to find this game. It was on ESPN, too. So, I mean. But then again, I had just turned the game on. And I was about to tweet, like, oh, here we are. We're underway. And I tweet these games, by the couldn't way. Couldn't even get the words out. Yeah, I couldn't even get the words <laughs> out. I'm like, dude, I ain't even set up. And we're already losing 1-0. But um, yeah. So one zero after the first minute, but in the twenty fifth minute, and leading on to that part of the game, the U.S. was able to get an equalizer by Mister Sergio Dest just outside the box on the line, wherever you want to call it, on the right side. Hooked the blast onto the top left corner of the net to tie the game. So we're back Shout in out it. Sergio Dest. There we go. The man from Bar- Barcelona. Former teammate, former teammate to uh, Lionel Messi. But yeah, it's a, dude, it was a hell of a goal. It was a hell of a goal. And yeah, tied at 1-1. I'm just glad they, they were able to respond. I mean, they were able to get into the groove of the game. It's just that that first goal just caught everybody off, goal, off guard. Off goal? What hell? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Hey, we should make that off goal. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> off goal. <laughs> Round the ground off, off goal is off goal. Yeah, off goal is when in like you not only do you make a goal, but you disrespect the team as well. 
Like, damn, that's off goal. No, yeah. No. Uh, I mean, we, make a, we, we should just make a shirt off goal or make a new channel or something. Oh, rambling off goal. That's it. We could have that as a Instagram show or something. I don't know. <laughs> An Instagram reel. But yeah, um, yeah. off of that goal, the U.S. was able to carry momentum. But um, I'm telling you, they, re- they still had some of the old habits. They're still kind of playing slow. And it still looked kind of lost because Costa Rica was still always lurking in that game. And uh, they went into the half tied 1-1. So, all right, screw it. I mean, if we ended the game tied, I, I, I mean, what am I get? I mean, I wouldn't be too happy, but I wouldn't be too upset. So, screw it. But, uh, I mean, the game kind of teetered be- between the first half. The way it was in the first half, USA had position, Costa Rica had position. There was a breakaway. Their striker, he was one-on-one with the goalie right outside the box. But then look, the, um, I think it was Anthony Robinson, he, Came in and slid slid in between him and the ball and took away the, the offensive chance from him. So uh, the U.S. was still on their toes for most of that match. Up until the 65th minute. Do you know what happened in the 65th minute? Uh, isn't that um, when uh, everyone gets a hot dog break? Yes, and they get water and yeah. orange slices. Hot dogs, water. Orange slices. Orange. Oh, that's right, that's right. And carrots. Yes, that too. But the no, carrots, the little bear you're carrots. wrong, sir. Mr. Timothy Weah got into some space, got the ball to his right foot, didn't take a touch, had the angle, takes a shot at the near right post, hits off the post, off the goalie, and Danny, I swear, it bounced off the goalie, like off his shoulder, and like he hit it so hard that it ricocheted, so it went off the post, off his shoulder, but since he hit it so hard, the ball, when it bounced off the goalie, like spun backwards. Into the goal. Oh, snap. Wow. So I had just still <laughs> a great amount of momentum. See, yeah, this is an off goal. Yeah, that's an wow, off goal. That's off goal. That's this is off, off goal. goal. Yeah, like out I, I the ball was way, wasn't way, in goal. way, way out there. The ball wasn't in goal. Like, I mean, all right, look, the way it was rolling, it would it, it it spun back into the goal. But luckily we had we had sharks in the water, and I think even if that ball spun the other direction, we still would have had the goal because we had people. Sniffing around, trying to get a poacher. I think it was uh, Brandon oh. Aronson who might have been close to it. But uh, yeah, luckily, uh, it goes on. It goes on as an own goal because it came off the goalie last. But hey, ah, uh, I see. The USA take a two-one lead up in the sixty-fifth minute, and guess what? USA escapes. Escapes. Remember, they they won the game, but they escaped. They escaped three. It was three points. So it's not all. Wow. Dandelions and rainbows for this U.S. men's national team. So they're gonna have to like clean up their act because, oh man, it didn't look like they really cared in that second game against Panama. Man, like it was really, really rough to watch. Damn, that's brutal. So they're gonna really have to pick up their britches, get to marching. Well, yeah, I mean it doesn't help. You lose your second game and you go down one goal in the first minute of your third game. Like, dude, what the hell? Yeah, they gotta pick those points up, baby. I mean, I'm getting like flashbacks to the the men's basketball team when they were warming up for the Olympics and they just kept losing all their pieces oh, in games. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm like, hello. Hello. Um, hello. These are exhibition matches you're supposed to dominate. Knock, knock. I mean, you're not home. To, I, mean, up, you up. Win, I mean, you don't have to win them, but you don't got to look stupid either. Yeah. But like, yeah, like, hopefully they. I mean, for me, this is a wake-up call for the team. Because, I mean, overall, these these three games, 
were okay. They were okay. He came in with two wins and a loss. Except that loss made them look really weak. And you know, they, they had they really need to start kicking in the gear going into this third section of a qualifying coming up in like four or five weeks. Cause you gotta play Canada, you gotta go up there, then you're gonna have to still play Mexico home and away, your rival. So what are you gonna do? I mean, what are you gonna be the coach? If you're the coach, the coaches admitted they're like, yeah, that was on us. Like, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. But I mean, like, well, I mean, not that I hate Greg Berhalter, and uh, I'll get, I'll go into detail after that. But they're gonna really have to start hunkering down. I know I was speaking to someone earlier today on the socials, and they're like, oh, we need to get rid of Greg Berhalter because this team's not gonna play consistently. I'm like, well, they need to play consistent. You are right, but. I think we've played 17 games and we've won 14 games. So I don't know where this person was saying that we need to get rid of the head coach. I know we've played a lot of ties and those ties we could have won, but we're not losing. We're second place on the table right behind Mexico. The table's starting to look a little half and half now. Fun fact, Honduras already fired their head coach after three ties and three losses with only three points. Obviously, because Jesus, got, yeah. So it's not like I'm like dude, th- this person was acting like if we were in 2018 again when we had the the German coach. Sorry, I'm Jurgen oh, Klinsmann, and we had to bring in Bruce Serena to help clean up his his sloppiness, which didn't help either. So I don't think we need to get rid of Greg Berhalter. He just needs to maybe tighten things up a little bit, maybe not overthink some things. You know, not really rotate as many guys as he should because there's positions on his team that we can't fulfill. Like Tyler Adams in the midfield, is, he's just amazing. He carries that team very well and down the middle. And it, it, it hurts more when he's not playing because we don't have a guy to replace him. Like, I love Sebastian Legit, but he has not been playing that well, honestly. And Musa, he, he's been playing okay, but they need to gel more. Like, after Ricardo Pepe stepped onto the scene, it's like, all right, who else we got? And I was like, all right, yeah, nobody. So it's like, we oh, need so you're it. saying Sebastian what? Legit is not stepping up, which means that he's illegitimate. And the Panama wake up call, which is my favorite drink at the bar, <laughs> uh, is something that's both good and bad for the, for the U.S. men's national team. Both that it, one, bad, because it's a loss, obviously. But good in that if they use this wake-up call as a springboard, you can get a player or a couple of players to mesh together and really build their chemistries to ensure that this doesn't happen again. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what happened in this Costa Rica game. It's just that for some reason, they just got caught off guard in that first minute, and that's how Costa Rica got that first goal. But, yeah, I mean, they, they need to try to tie things up this next group because you still got you still got to play everybody again. I mean, this time it's going to be a little bit better because we got to play Panama here. We got we're going to have to go to Costa Rica. You're going to have to go to Canada. You know, you're, you're going to play a weak Honduras team. So you're, you're, you're going to have to that go to Canadian Jamaica. game. That can, that Canada game is going to be very important. It's going to be brutal. I think yes. it's going to be brutal. A Canadian like almost winter in the harsh. I, I don't think the U.S. men's national is going to do well there. I don't know. And fun fact, Drake even called them. He wants to speak with the boys. 
What's up? <laughs> I'm being dead ass. <laughs> well, he's like, he's like you can't we can't lose on our turf, boys. Yeah, I mean we're in the six now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even making this shit up. Yeah, I, they, That's so they posted funny. on MLS uh, social media that Drake was like, "Hey, yo, we gotta go speak with Alfonso Davies and see what's up." That is funny. So he's gonna probably gonna rally the troops up to come and beat the U.S. now. So now you got that you got that thing going for them. And USA got to go play at Estadio Azteca in Mexico, which is, it depends. I don't think we've won there in a very long time. I don't think we might have ever won there. Sorry, I don't remember at the top of my head. But the last time we went there, we played well. That was the, the Michael Bradley chip over Ochoa from half field, which had the, the commentator had his voice break. Because I remember the call. Oh, Bradley's going to chip He's going to chip Ochoa and he scores. But I wouldn't blame the voice cracking just on him because that whole entire audio piece was just so skewed just based off of the, the noise of not just the U.S. fans, but the Mexico fans just like losing their damn minds that Michael Bradley chipped the ball over a choa from half field. Uh, unfortunately, Mexico did tie that tie the game up, which the USA had a few chances to score. I remember Bobby Wood missed the He whiffed the ball. That would have given the U.S. a lead. So hopefully... With this better team, this way more significantly better team can get the win down in Azteca. Considering we've beaten Mexico twice already this year, but I'm pretty sure Mexico, they're, they, they, they want some. You know, John Cena, they're for some. revenge after the Gold Cup. And, Come on, dude. And the Nations League game. The one that they went into overtime. Extra That's time. right. So... They're hankering for that revenge game. That revenge game is going to come. Yeah. It's going to come very soon. So we got they got to watch out for that. Yes, sir. But yeah, USA need to get their act together because if not, they're in trouble. I mean, right now they're they're in semi smooth sailing, second place, with Mexico up on top. Yeah. So this next game is going to be pretty definitive. No, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, all the game, all these next games are going to be definitive because. Like I said, yeah. where yeah, they're three, two, and one, three wins, two, two ties, and one, and the one loss, eleven points. Mexico was fourteen. Canada right behind them was ten. Panama with eight. Costa Rica with six. Jamaica and El Salvador six and seventh with five, and Honduras coming in from behind with three. So, like I said, you gotta win the games. There's no more of this waiting around. You gotta win the games. That's all I got to say. Yep. But uh, hopefully you get to catch some more games, Danny, when you're not busy. Yes. Yeah. I will definitely I'm gonna, be able to I'm going to make do... you into a soccer fan, at least with the national team. I don't care. I mean, if you pick MLS, that'll, that'll take a little more time. Uh, Yeah, hopefully. I mean, you, every day that goes by, I dive <laughs> a little deeper into golf. So you got to catch me before I fall into the rabbit hole. I am catching you. I already had you watch one game. <laughs> That's good enough for me. <laughs> We're going to get you more, though. But, uh, yeah, um, I think is that everything for U.S. I mean, that's why I got to say. I don't know. Do you have anything to add upon that? I know I talked a lot. Nope. I think that's it. Alrighty then. So, we've spent a good amount on U.S. men's national team. And from soccer, we go into the ring once again. I know we did. I did the preview of it. I hope it wasn't. I hope it was up to standard for all you boxing nuts out there yes mr dante let's get ready to ramble 
there you go. But uh, yeah. <laughs> what? I threw you off. Yes. <laughs> you did throw me off. But uh, yeah. Tyson Don- Fury versus Dante, Dante Wilder. Wilder. Number three. It was a good fight, Danny. Were you able to yes. catch any of this? I was able to catch a, no, a little bit of I, it. Well, I was were not you able do- to catch. What were you doing that was so important during this fight? I was eating Korean barbecue at the time. Was that Korean barbecue good? You know what? It was very good. Good company. Uh, I don't know if it was worth it after seeing the highlights. I think this might have been definitely the best heavyweight fight of the year. Might be one of the best heavyweight fights in like the last five years. So I missed it live. I don't know if it's worth it. We'll see in the next few weeks. I might regret it for the rest of my life. Well, We'll before we delve into if this was the best fight, we just got to put it out there. Tyson Fury defeated Deontay Wilder via knockout and round 11. And Fury retains his WBC heavyweight title. The heck is going on back there? Congratulations to Fury. I think there's a ghost in my room, bro. Spooky <laughs> spookies. I guess I did say it was a Halloween, the Halloween episode, kinda. Of spooky October. The heck? Yep. There's a ghost moving around in my studio, and I don't appreciate that. But uh <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, technical not difficulties, but technically speaking, that was Fury's second KO win over Dante Wilder. What do you think about that, Danny? It's insane. Like this, I think the Wilder and Fury series has been really a showcase of what the heavyweight division really is. It's really just two giant guys getting in the ring. And swinging at each other. So, yeah, looking at the whole ser- the series as a whole and every fight in between, that really is just what it is, going back and forth, back and forth. Um, these are two amazing fighters, and they put up out of a fight when they get into the ring together. No, I thought the fight lived up to the, to the billing, the booking, whatever the saying is. They were both just giving out haymakers left and right. But, uh, yeah, I think the... I will say, my pick won. The better man won. And like I said, he was going to get that knockout. But, uh, I mean, I was a little shocked that um, Wilder, he responded pretty well to being knocked down the first time. This fight uh, featured five combined knockdowns with Wilder going down three times and Fury going down twice, both in the fourth round. So, yeah, I mean, my guy won. I'm happy with it. I don't know. Who, who are you kind of going for in sense? Like, who, who by name looked like the better fighter to you? I think Fury looked like the better fighter um, going into the fight, as well coming out as well. I think he's looking for blood. He's, I think he's looking to become a, an undisputed heavyweight champion. He's looking for Usyk next. Um, but yeah, the, those knockdowns in the fourth round, I really thought that Fury would slow down, but he came back with a, with Fury. I guess <laughs> he came back and he knocked down Fury. Uh, Twice in the 10th and the 11th round. And yeah, Wilder survives a third round knock knockdown. Uh I think I believe it was off of the chin, glancing up to the to the side of his uh, his left temple. Uh and then in the fourth round, Deontay Wilder gets uh no, yeah, gets the better of Fury by uh I believe it was a 
a shot right at the top of his forehead. Um, yeah, it with, was. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was like a weird, like almost straightish overhand right, um, like, right in the blind spot of like he caught uh, him off guard. A fury, and, sir. And that yeah. like that was enough to like get him with a teeter, and yeah, he went like after he got up, he was like whoa, 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 like he got yeah, he got a little, he, really he got, got a little wobbled. rocked. Yeah, he got wobbled. Yeah. I won't say he got rocked. If he was rocked, he would have been leaning against the ropes, but he got wobbled for a bit there. No. Yeah, and I think Wilder had a really smart um, strategy. Like after the the devastating headshot, he he worked the body a little bit, and you you can really see that Fury got exhausted. Um, yeah, that's and true. he he yeah, gained another slow. knockdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, Fury coming out with the wind, the wind, the hell. <laughs> <laughs> he got. Well, he did get the wind knocked out of him if he got hit in the chest a few times. But yeah, sorry, I don't know. I, really hard. <laughs> I was, it, it took me. I was like, what? I was like processing what I was gonna say, and for some reason, wind came into my head. Yeah. But sorry, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what the hell fell behind me. I think it is a ghost. I, it's not the wind. No. Call my doors you know, are closed. You know, <laughs> watching the highlights of this fight, it reminded me of like what an Anthony Joshua Andy Ruiz fight could have been. You know. Obviously, Fury is, you know, he's a bigger guy. Like, he's more shapely, we should yeah, say. That's he's true. not exactly cut. No, he's um, not cut at and all. Wilder, very close to Anthony Joshua, you know, extremely tall, cut guy, well-built. I think Joshua is faster. Um, yeah, I think Joshua has faster hands, but Wilder has heavier hands. Um, you can see it. That's also true. Sh- yeah, every punch that <clears throat> lands on Fury, you can feel the impact, you can hear it. Yeah, I, I think... Fury is going to look to submit himself as the undisputed heavyweight champion by uh, taking out Usyk. Um, but that's going to be a hell of a fight. If that happens next year or the next two years, um, that might be a fight of the decade. We'll see. You're looking at a year and a half because Fury wanted to move on to the Joshua fight. He's like, dude, I can't wait this long. I know I got sick. <laughs> I just had a kid. Leave me alone. And he, he was even saying after the fight, he's like, you know what? I'm going to have to take a good break. Cause this was a lot. Cause this is more than the time that we were allotted and what I was expecting. I know I tried getting out of the fight, but hey, I won the fight. So there you go. And uh, yeah, he, he moves on to his record of thirty-one, zero and one with twenty-two KOs. And the scorecards all had him winning: 95-92, 94-92, and ninety-five, ninety-one. And Wilder forty-two, two and one, forty-one KOs. But yeah, he survived that third-round knockdown, and. You know, on his unsteady legs, he just got got pummeled. I mean, I will say, I mean, we'll get to the what happened after the fight. He there was like some headbutting going on, which is casual in boxing, right? It's a usual thing when they yep. they grapple and they might headbutt. Yeah, a little bit of dirty boxing going on. Yeah, I mean, I, that that's usual, right? I mean, am I crazy? Yeah. I mean, I don't watch a lot of boxing, but am I wild? Not dirt, but no, am I um, crazy to think I, that. I think especially. Sorry, go ahead. No, well, I'm asking you, am I crazy to think that? No, I think especially in as you move up in weight classes too, um, when they really stand and just throw haymakers, there's going to be a tendency for heads to butt together um, because you're you're just trying to keep the same distance while the other person, like let's say the person with shorter reach is trying to approach. Um, they're trying to keep their body centered and get the best distance. So if your hands are ready to guard and also ready to, to throw at the same time, the only thing you can use to keep distance is your head, and it just happens. 
I mean, we do have to clarify that it was Tyson Fury who was initiating the head the headbutting contact, which at the end of the fight, Mr. Wilder did not appreciate because after the after Wilder was knocked out after those brutal right hands, which apparently Wilder was waiting for that left towards the end because that knockout he Fury hits him like two right hands. They're in the ropes. Yep. He's pushing him towards the ropes. He kind of like nudges him, like get out of here, and he just cocks his hand back and boom right hand into the face and that was it yeah the ref didn't even count one two three four five six seven eight nine ten he just no, called the fight right there it. yep so wilder just at that time he 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 was going out and fury took advantage but i guess mr wilder did not appreciate the headbutting going around because after the fight they're like hey mr fury you win fury walks over there tries to shake his hand he's like I don't respect you. I don't respect you. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, I respect you. You can't be doing this. And after the fight, he's like, yeah, I don't know what the hell he's doing. He, he's a sore loser. He, he, he says that he doesn't respect me. And yeah, it was so weird because he was saying that. And then like, I think like two days later, he was like, yeah, it was a good fight. So what is it? Like, <laughs> are, are you mad that you lost? I, I don't know. Maybe he just, he's trying to move on after someone told him something. And now he's like, all right, well, now I got to recuperate myself very quickly. If not, I'm going to be falling very, very behind in the boxing world right now. Yeah, I think um, it might be set up that Wilder faces Usyk and uh, Usyk will have to defeat him to get a shot um, at Fury. But it looks like Fury, well, they're both champions. Um, one will be the challenger and to see who's... Well, this is to unify. Undisputed. This is going to be to unify since Joshua... Yeah. Doesn't have them anymore because that was the whole point of the Joshua Fury fight. They were going to unify yeah, the exactly. belts. Yeah, um, but, but no nope. one to go. Mark it down. Saturday in October, round eleven, at one minute and ten seconds, Fury knocks out Wilder. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good fight. I don't know if it was better than the than the Usyk. Joshua fight. It's a Joshua fight. Uh, no, I think this was definitely way better than the Usyk Joshua. Fight. Well, I mean, there was more knockdowns, but I think I appreciate the more. I don't know. It's because I think I like the the contact, the, the speediness of the other fight. This yeah. one was like I, bam, 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 bam. Yes, I think the Usyk Joshua fight was much more technical. Um, it they're much more respectful to each other. We didn't really see much dirty boxing. We saw. It was a very clean cut fight. Um, but I feel like this this fight, Fury and Wilder, they, they let their hands go. And it's something you see right off the bat. Um, so you weren't really sitting there waiting like, Joshua, hurry up, come on, let your hands go. Yeah. Like, that was a, a bit infuriating but um, or frustrating. Like if, here, I, if, if, I could, if I could give a play-by-play of both the fights via noises, I would say the Usyk and Joshua fight was like yeah and then this the the Fury Wilder fight was like oh 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 yeah. oh <laughs> like oh man like damn and then one was like oh, oh what's going to happen oh oh oh, oh. like oh like who's going to cheer first <laughs> and this one it was like yeah. just boom boom you know i mean you could have probably said the same thing for you can say that this was you were waiting for you're anticipating the big hits for the Wilder Fury fight, but I think you were getting more action than, as you said, technical skill. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's not to say that this fight wasn't extremely technical for two giant dudes really slugging at each other. Um, but it it was uh it was just not as clean as of a, of a fight as the, the Joshua Usyk fight. Yeah, if if you guys want, if you're a boxing nerd, I got some stats for you here. Uh, total punches landed, which I think is what gave Fury the advantage, one fifty to seventy two. That's a very big difference. So I think Wilder was trying to do that technique, the technique thing, because like as you mentioned, he has the heavier hands, except he just yep. wasn't pulling the trigger as many times as you probably should have. Um, I mean, in his defense, he total their total punches mostly equal 385 for Fury, 355 for Wilder. Um, jabs thrown similarly 117 to 102, but once again in the in the other top category, jabs landed 36 for Fury, nine for Wilder. So Fury was he was let go of Whatever leash he was connected to was disconnected, and he just went 110%. Unlike Wilder, who was more, what's the word? You know, more patient, more... Um, more reserved. Reserved or... um, Man, I always have this word on the tip of my tongue, but, you know, he, he was waiting. He was trying to calculated. be more... Yeah, calculated. He was trying to be more reactionary than, you know, just going out, which he probably should have. I mean, he did. He got him down, but then what happened after that? So... It is what it is. But uh, yeah, um, Wilder didn't want to shake his hand. Don't want to be respectful. Fury's going to move on. So yeah, I mean, it was a good fight. But uh, hopefully we get ready for that next third fight of the year, Danny. Mr. Canelo yes. and Caleb Canelo Plant. versus Plant. Yeah. yeah, looking in November, I think that'll be a great fight as well. Um, there's a lot of buildup, some animosity between the fighters, and uh, we'll see how it goes down. Hopefully we see a Canelo knockout. Uh, we haven't seen one for a while, so same. Yeah, we'll um, we'll keep our eyes out and uh, we'll build to it as uh, as the news comes in and uh, we hear more. Just one more tad thing I'd just like to say. So this is the end of the trilogy, right, Danny? Yes. This sir. is a total of thirty rounds. That's crazy. That's absolutely insane. Bro, imagine yeah. if this was like back in the day when they said 15 rounds. Dude, they'd be, these guys would be dead. <laughs> At least one of them. Yeah, dude, yeah. that would have been crazy. But yeah, that was the, the tell the tape rambling runoff style. Is there anything you would like to add about the fight, Danny, before we move on? I think if we're, if we've got everything done here. Nope, I think we're, uh, we're ready for the warm up. All right, let's warm up to the warm up. And this week for the warm up, we got some NBA preseason and some WNBA final stuff. But it's not worth that we're talking about it. It's that that we, I want to point out something. And to quote one of my favorite shows, you want to know what grinds my gears? <laughs> it's some family guy. And that these NBA preseason games for the past couple of years have been on ESPN television in the middle of the day. No one watches them. No one really cares. They show them on SportsCenter for like 10 seconds. All right, that's it. A bunch of no-names playing. We're just going to wait for the starters until like three weeks later into the season. But now yeah. I turn on my television. I go on TNT and ESPN. Afternoon, night games, a preseason games with the starters and the lineups. What the hell is going on? Like, bro, I do not give a damn about these NBA preseason games. Because for one, 
they mean nothing. Two, the stars aren't going to play that much. Three, I feel like it's overhyped for all the hype beasts. I remember, oh, what is Russell Westbrook going to do? Oh, is Kyrie Irving going to play now? Did he get the shot in his arm yet? No, he hasn't. And no, you're not going to see him play. And no, Ben Simmons is not is not going to play either. So no, don't turn on your television because there's no basketball to watch. That's interesting. Because what, what, are you just happy that basketball is on? Is that what it is? I think so. I think are you going to go play is. at your local YMCA and try to dunk? Are you Adam Sandler? No, you're not. You're not good at all, sir. So who cares? These games mean nothing to me. What do you think, Danny? I want to hear your opinion about this. Yeah, I mean, I usually skip the preseason as well. Um, I am more interested this year because this is my second year in a NBA fantasy uh, league. So I'll be keeping an eye out this preseason um, just to see my draft day is actually tomorrow. So even though I haven't been watching, I need to catch up and see, you know, the kind of stats that come out of preseason. But um, I, I want to see uh, which one of these young players, uh, these no-names, as you said, um, show some potential. So that's a good indicator for me. I don't give a shit about the, the big stars. I don't give a shit about the rumors. Um, yeah. So preseason for me is more of an indicator of what bench and what young players are up and on the move than anything else. Okay, they're not all known names. Like for the Lakers, you got the unibrow playing. You got freaking yeah, Draymond Green playing. You got everybody playing. You got everybody out on the court. But like yeah, I, I mean, when was the last? These time, are warm ups for them. Yeah, warm-ups. but when was the last time you saw games on TNT preseason? What the hell during baseball playoffs, which we'll get to in a little bit later. So, what? Like that's ridiculous in my opinion because mm-hmm. I'm like, dude. I'm pretty sure there's people watching these games because they love basketball. But I want to ask those same people, what is the point of watching these games? Other than you're a diehard. Or if you're not even a diehard and you just like basketball, why are you watching these? It's I think it's a it's a cash grab. It's um it's them trying to hype up this this season and trying to, I guess they're trying to fill the void of um a kind of lacking performance that last season left. Um, you know, a lot of people had a bad taste in their mouth left after last season was plagued with so many injuries and um, so many excuses. So this is the time to step up or step out for NBA, I think, or, you know, all these star players that like they're trying to gain an audience back. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah, exactly. They're trying to apologize and give these preseason games, you know, more visibility and trying to win back, the fans and the audience. Yeah, like, I mean, you could even say the two years because there was the bubble and then there was, like, uh. <laughs> limited capacity in, in arenas, stadiums, and now it's, all right, we'll try to bring in everybody. So... I feel like the bubble was watched more, though, because it was the bubble and we are deep in the midst of COVID. So the bubble was, like, kind of the only thing that was on TV. So I think that was more, and then when we expected to go back to normal-ish, and it didn't really happen um, because the bubble was the bubble and players got injured, um, which was to be expected. And now this is the comeback season, the comeback year. Um, It's either got to be good or a lot of people are not going to give a shit about NBA anymore. 
I mean, I don't think no people are gonna care about the NBA. That's why I'm like kind of irritated. I'm like, I like the NBA. I like basketball. I just don't know why all these games are on. So, yeah. Besides NBA, you have a a little bit of something else written on here, Robert. A little bit of a something something. We got some WNBA finals action, sir. I know you, you say go, you've been baby. busy. So yeah, yo, right now, currently on my television, not AEW. We talking about Willis. <laughs> we got some WNBA action going on. We got the the finals actually. Danny, what do you know about WNBA? Nothing. That's what I thought. I know Sue Bird, baby. That's all Sue I know Bird. right now. Bro, we got Brittany Griner. We got us some Candace Parker going on. And yeah, the finals are on right now. So we got the Chicago Sky versus the Phoenix Mercury, which fun fact, this is the first time in a long time that two, both men's and women's team make it to the finals. And as the recording of this, as I mentioned, they're playing in game three of their best of five series, which is tied right now, 1-1. Chicago to game one, 91-77, and Phoenix to game two, 91-86. The top player for Chicago in the first game was Kalia Cooper, Copper, who had 21 points, 10 rebounds, and three assists. And then for Phoenix in that first game, helping them out was uh, Skylar Diggins, who had 15 points, four rebounds, and four assists. Game two, as I mentioned, was a different story, you know. Two teams came out swinging and went for one of them. Courtney Vanderstoop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My, my nose got a little squirrely right the here. the word one. <laughs> Courtney no, Vandersloot scoring 20 points, three rebounds, and 14 assists. But Brittany Griner, she went off 29 points, nine rebounds, and one assist. How long was the last time you heard that name, Danny? Brittany Griner. That's been a, yeah, I mean, it's been a while. It has been a long time. Very long time. It's been a while. Damn, it's been a while 29 since the, points. I know, right? And she's like the only person that's dunking, by the way. That's what I've seen. Not a lot of girls dunk. This is where you react, sir. What do you think about you girls say? dunking? Girls can dunk. What else is there? To, there's nothing to say. It's not. It doesn't talking happen. About? It doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, and it's usually true. her because she's really tall. So I know Good that they can. Her. I know that they can, but it's, it's very rare. I'm just pointing that out, sir. Gosh. But who do you think wins game three? I don't three? think it's super rare. I think, it, bro, it's pretty rare. Who? Uh, I think it goes to. I think. It, I think the Mercury got it. You think so? Yeah, Remember, I think. Yeah, uh, what's it? I always say her name. Tiana Tarasi. Is that how you say it? I have no idea. What do you mean you have no idea? She was in a Space Jam movie. I didn't watch Space Jam 2. Oh my gosh. She was the snake lady. The spoilers. I haven't watched it. Uh, it's in the trailer. I. I haven't watched her. What do you want me to say? Oh my gosh, this is terrible. Oh you haven't seen. No. I mean, it's not no. even. All right, I'm not even gonna tell you my 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 opinion of the film. I'm just surprised you don't even know who Tiana Taurasi is, and I'm the one asking you, and you're the one that likes basketball. What the hell is this garbage? The entirety of my brain power has been used up for the week. Excuse me, Robert. I need the weekend to recuperate. Oh, go to the driving range. 
I need to. I'm I need trying to give Murray. respect to take a long to the nap. WNBA. Long nap. And you're out here not knowing who Tiana Tarasi is, who's like one of the best players in the WNBA. Gosh. I don't know. I don't know, my friend. Disappointed in you. Well, in my opinion, I believe I want to give Chicago Sky the benefit of the doubt because they were the lower seed in the playoffs. And I don't know. I just want to see the. I, I don't know. I just, I'm just picking them. Why not? So then you could say both Phoenix teams lost. Haha, <laughs> suckers. How about that? What the hell do you have against Phoenix? Nothing. It'd just be an interesting stat. Oh, no. That'd be such a horrible stat. <laughs> no, it'd be a good <laughs> Such slander. It'd be interesting. the state of Arizona. It's not slander. Be quiet. What you're saying is slander. It, once again, Rambling Runoff has opinions, and they're opinions of my, myself and Danny Tan. Thank you very much. <laughs> we have to do that disclaimer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, everything we say that comes out of our mouth is our own opinion. Yes, it is our own opinions. We have no sponsors, and we're not getting paid at this time of the recording. On sponsors, uh, no ads. October the 15th of 2021. Yeah. Also, uh, well, let's save it for, for the wrap up. Let's run into. We don't have the, the wrap up. We have the rundown. <laughs> yeah. Well, I meant for housekeeping at the end. Yeah. Okay, I got you. But uh, yeah, the rundown. We got a little bit of college football, and I know you don't watch too much college football, but something big did happen over the weekend, which we're kind of a little bit late now, but it's okay because Alabama, the Crimson Tide, were slain, kind of. They were defeated by Texas A&M, an unranked Texas A&M team. In a very close game, 41-38. to by a game-winning field goal, and there's a there's a video of the kicker. His like mom and family are in tears, so happy for him that he won the game for them. But yeah, Alabama goes down and no longer the number one team in the AP top twenty-five. I just like to point that out because this has been a very, 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 very weird college football season. Because mine and Mister Daniel Tom's picks have been going up and down everywhere. Like I'm looking at the top 25 right now. So number one right now, we got Georgia, then it's Iowa, Cincinnati, who we both predicted was going to be a good team. Oklahoma, which I guess are good. Alabama's now number five. And then we got Ohio State just outside in the top six. And lurking just outside the top 10 is Kentucky? What? What? Like, what is going on with this? was this season dude like it's I, <laughs> I know i was i've been saying ever since this podcast started that i've been out of the loop of college football but hey kentucky six and oh at number 11 Ole miss four and one notre dame five and one coastal carolina six and oh wake four is six and oh like dude what in the hell is going on Dude, San Diego State even cracked the top 25. They're number 24, 5 and 0. You gotta be kidding me. Wow. This is, this is a wild season. This is a wild season. I don't understand. I guess I don't I've got dude, I, I'm out of touch. I'm out of touch, then Danny. Is that what's going on? Yeah, you're out of touch. You're <sighs> touching down. <laughs> you you sign before I even finish the joke. No, I'm signing because I'm looking, I'm reading, and I'm I'm just baffled. I'm baffled on what's going on. <laughs> But yeah, Alabama going down. They're going to have to probably win the SEC. 
to get into the top four for the playoffs. Oh, bro. Because if you got Georgia running away with it, what are you going to do? Nothing. Because Georgia's going to beat you. There you go. Yeah. Why well, yo, don't get us copy copy copyright claim again, bro. Come on. Why don't do that? Don't do that to me. What's that? What's Mr. Brown. Don't you don't mess with me with copyright claims. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. Tranquilo, tranquilo. We're good. Tranquilo, tranquilo. No, hey, don't say it like that, because then we're gonna get claimed again. Oh my gosh. All right. But next on the docket, what do we got? We're I need to ask you an important question the... first. Danny, you like hockey? Uh, I like ice skating. Ah, oh, damn it. Not again. Well, the National <laughs> Hockey League has begun this week as of the recording. And, well, apparently it turns out Danny doesn't watch anything that doesn't involve hitting a stick or punching somebody, apparently. What about and, basketball? Basketball, I got none of those. Okay, you throw a ball. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I just wanted to point out because uh, I like hockey, but only when the teams I like are, are doing better. And because personally, it gets a little hard to watch some of these games. But this year, for the first time in like 17, 13 years, ESPN and I, I think also TNT will be airing NHL. Well, how does that sound to you, Danny? Are you going to watch hockey because it's on ESPN now? I will give it a shot. I know the LA Kings are or were powerhouses. Um, I have no idea where their standings are now, but uh, they've been kind of sucking. <laughs> Never mind. They haven't been doing so good ever since the Las Vegas Golden Knights came into the league. Yeah. But uh, I know they won their opener against the Knights, so there you go. Mm, maybe things are looking up. Yeah, hopefully things are looking up. Uh, I mean, after the they, they had that that good run when we were like in what? What was it, 2012, 2014? Uh, yeah. I think we're – That was like we're, that. Were those we No. We're in middle school, sir. Really? Wait, what? Yeah, 2012. You're tripping. Yeah, dude, you're, dude. Well, you, you're, you're tweaking. I am. That's what we call it. But yeah, I'm just glad I could probably watch some more hockey because either A, they're on a channel that I don't have. B, they're, out, they're on at very odd times in the morning, which and I'm not waking up at 8 a.m. to watch the Blackhawks play the Toronto Maple Leafs on NBC. <laughs> and I just forget that the Kings are playing or even the Ducks yeah. or even the Sharks. But yeah, I mean, hopefully that, I mean, cause it sounds like you're a Kings fan now. Cause you just said the Kings. So hopefully your Kings, that is literally the only team that I know. Oh, I just, I just named you like six know. right now. I know there's so. a, is it Utah blue Jays or something? Blue notes. No, it's the St. Louis blues. Oh, that's it. That's it. And then there's the Columbus uh, Blue Jackets, Yellow Jackets, one of those two. What's, what's the one with the shark? <laughs> That's San Jose. That's the San Jose Sharks. San Jose. That's San the Jose King's shark. arch rival up The north. San Jose Sharks have arguably the best logo in the NHL. Yeah, it's I'll aight. say that. It's aight. It's one of the best. It's aight. But yeah, NHL back I, on ESPN. So. And, I would ar- and I would argue that... Um, we should be skipping over the NHL, just coming back on TV because we have much more important news. MLB postseason. So, LA Doyers. 
Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to read the rest of it. <laughs> I was, but you said you changed so, your mind. So. Oh, I didn't know. You, you caught me off guard. You caught me off guard. You caught me off guard. Shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Doyers defeat the Giants in a five-game series. Last game wins it all. Doyers move on to face the Braves. And in the American League, wait, right? Yes, you are correct. Yeah, in the American League and in the National League. No, we don't know. No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I had to write the first time. Yeah. yeah. In the American League, the Red Sox go up against the Astros, those motherfuckers. God damn those Astros. Uh, if I turn my television on, uh, the game is currently on. They're in game one. Uh, the Dodgers and the Braves uh, start their, their series this weekend. So make sure you, you check out that. Hey, yo, man, that guy Kiki Hernandez for the Red Sox is kicking everybody's asses right now. I'm just going to point that out. So yeah. I think Let's right now. Red Sox. Yeah, I think Let's the Sox are like the underdog, the dark horse right now in all this. Because no one expected them to get this far, honestly. And um, yeah. I put it down postseason prediction update because everybody from our podium show for the postseason mostly have their brackets busted, but have one team still in the chase. Technically speaking. So I myself had the Dodgers in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay got eliminated. Matt Barrero had the White Sox going up against. <laughs> the White Sox? He had the White Sox going up against the Dodgers. Uh, what a fool. What an what a underdog team. Why did he pick I, the White Sox? I have no idea. I mean, he said it. Go listen back to the podium show if you want to hear his reasoning. I think it has something to do with Giolito or some shit. And then... Uh, Jonathan Gaddis, the Giants man, unfortunately, his orange dream World Series came to an end. But he still has the Astros going to the World Series. So he still has that going for him. And then we had Daniel Tom, who also had the same pick as me, had the Tampa Bay Rays going. And I think, yeah, the one guy that still ha- is still alive, technically, is, J- is Jeremy Gonzalez, who I think he has Houston. And the shout Dodgers. out Jeremy. Yeah, shout out Jeremy for still being alive, technically. So yeah, let's see what man. happens. I know. There you go. I mean, just to let everybody know, we are planning to do another podium show prior to the World Series. Depend doesn't matter who's in it. If all our picks are bust, then screw it. We'll just for the love of the game, the love of baseball, which is slowly dying. Slowly dying, if I'm being honest. But yeah, Dodgers, Los Angeles Dodgers versus the Atlanta Braves in the National League Championship Series. And we got the Red Sox up against the Houston Astros and the American League Championship Series. So go check those out. Those are going to be really good games. I already know this first game one is going very, very well between the Sox and Astros. So yeah, go check them out. Daniel, hopefully you get some time to go check them out because these are really good games. Yes, I will. I'll sit down with my Dodger dog. Wearing my red socks. Bruh. <laughs> so here we are. We made it through the return. I know. Danny, son has how, did, how did it feel to be back on the pod after a week of no show? Feels good. It feels pretty damn good. Next week, I'll be more energetic. I'll hopefully have my head wrapped around anything even resembling a sport. Um, yeah, I mean, 
But yes. Hey, hey man, we're called Rambling Runoff. Remember, I used to run. You used to kind of run. It's not a, a sprint. It's a marathon. We got to take this low and slow, buddy. One day at a time, baby. One step at a time. One foot before the other. But yes. uh, so, yeah, Um, just before we start playing the music here, uh, just to let everybody know, and what, like two, three weeks time, we will be debuting our episodes a little bit earlier in the week on Wednesdays. Wednesdays, yep. On Wednesdays. So everybody get ready for that. So what is that? So like the 27th. Yeah, right? Or is it the 3rd of November? No, I think you're right. Uh, the 27th. The 27th, yes. Okay, so what? yes. So October 27th, everybody, make sure you check all of your listening platforms and I will start playing music now. Thank you for listening to our show. Like I was mentioning before, I cut myself off. You hear us <laughs> on all your listening platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Anchor. I don't know where the sp- listening platforms are out there, Danny. Spotify. I already said Spotify. Oh, you did? Oh, all my right. bad. But also, we are on YouTube. Rambling yes, Runoff. we are Make sure on YouTube. Make you subscribe, please, and press that like button. And if there's any way you can, please leave a good review on any of the listening platforms. If you want to hear more of us rambling, please head to Twitter at OffRambling. Or if you're more of a picture person, go on Instagram where I'm also covering more of the MLB playoff postseason World Series mumbo-jumbo going on right now. And uh, if you want to hear more from me, you can find me on Twitter at RobertRY. Danny, where can they find you on the show on the you socials? Find, you can find me on Twitter at DannyTangent. And I'm following the off rounding everywhere else. So if you can also find me in the YouTube comments, um, if we ever receive one, uh, comment for the algorithm. Um, and thank you guys for watching and listening. Have a good week. See you, everybody. Bye. Peace. <laughs>